diaspora. Tune in weekly on Mondays at 7 p.m. to Africa Today with your host, Walter Turner. Africa Today is your source for being up to date on Africa and African. Mondays at 7 p.m. Africa Today on your Pacifica radio station, KPFA 94.1 FM. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy, it's a rule learned in school get your money every Friday happy endings are the rule so divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light light picture drop the shadow out of sight. this is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw today is the 29th of December 2015 yes Ah, happy endings. That's my theme song. I hope that this year has happy endings for all of you. Thanks so much for the money you sent on the fun drive. Uh, Ah, and thank you so much for cards, notes, and articles, things that you sent to me. Much appreciate today. I kind of thought I'd give up on, uh, well, you know, politics. The world is too much with me, too much for me, I think. Ah, I think, I think too much. (laughs) I think what I'll do today to start is that I will read you a story. I read it in the past few times. But it illustrates, uh, what is that, where I'm coming from and where I hope a lot of, uh, I guess I'm going to say moms come from, uh, it's kind of a a worldview, yes, I'm going to read you my favorite Christmas story, the story of Ferdinand the Bull, Ferdinand, by Monroe Leaf, that's M-U-N-R-O, Monroe Leaf, L-E-A-F, the story of Ferdinand the Bull, drawings by Robert Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, this is a magic book, and it's one of my sacred texts, Uh, I have a pile of background literature here on the book, uh, and even a ripoff from uh, Walt Disney beginning reader in which he destroys the book. Uh, he waited 50 years, you know, till the copyright ran out. But I have also articles by Monroe's 
wife, uh, Margaret Leaf, she explains how it is that Ferdinand came to be such a world-shattering event. She said it took Monroe, her husband, about uh, 40 minutes to write it one Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it was first published in 1936. A peace-loving ball in a stormy world. This book was published just after the start of the Spanish Civil War. Uh, this innocent bull, Ferdinand, was branded a communist, an anarchist. There was a special burning in Germany where the book was labeled Degenerate Democratic Propaganda. I kid you not. There were articles about Ferdinand in the New Yorker, Life, Look. The uh, author, <laughs> Monroe Leaf, was attacked in the Cleveland Plain Dealer for subverting the children of America. <laughs> he replied that, uh, you know, there was no message. Uh, he says... Uh, so many people seem to want uh, a message. Uh, I guess they should get it from him, from Ferdinand, according to their needs. Uh, anyway, I will tell you more about the book. But first, let's just read it, because I found that this year I was short on children to give it to. I was just about to say little boys. You see there how politically incorrect I am. I have also given this book to little girls because certainly the <laughs> message applies to them too. Uh, the story of Ferdinand, 1936. Once upon a time in Spain, there was a little bull, and his name was Ferdinand. It's a picture of Ferdinand looking at a butterfly. All the other little bulls he lived with would run and jump and butt their heads together, but not Ferdinand. He liked to sit just quietly and smell the flowers. He had a favorite spot out in the pasture under a cork tree. It was his favorite tree. He would sit in its shade all day and smell the flowers. Sometimes his mother, who was a cow, would worry about him. She was afraid. He would be lonesome all by himself. Why don't you run and play with the other little bulls and skip and butt your head, she would say. But Ferdinand would shake his head. I like it better here where I can sit just quietly and smell the flowers. 
His mother saw that he was not lonesome, and because she was an understanding mother, even though she was a cow, she let him just sit there and be happy. As the years went by, Ferdinand grew and grew until he was very big and strong. All the other bulls who had grown up with him in the same pasture would fight each other all day. They would butt each other and stick each other with their horns. What they wanted most of all was to be picked to fight at the bullfights in Madrid. But not Ferdinand. He still liked to sit just quietly under the cork tree and smell the flowers. One day, five men came in very funny hats to pick the biggest, fastest, roughest bull to fight in the bull fights in Madrid. All the other bulls ran around, snorting and butting and leaping and jumping, so the men would think that they were very, very strong and fierce, and picked them. Ferdinand knew that they wouldn't pick him, and he didn't care, so he went out to his favorite cork tree to sit down. He didn't look where he was sitting, and instead of sitting on the nice, cool grass in the shade, he sat on a bumblebee. Well, if you were a bumblebee and a bull sat on you, what would you do? You would sting him, and that is just what this bee did to Fernand. Oh, whoa, did it hurt. Ferdinand jumped up with a snort. He ran around, popping and snorting and butting and pawing the ground as if he were crazy. The five men saw him, and they all shouted with joy. Here was the largest and fiercest bull of all, just the one for the bull fights in Madrid. Ah, they took him away for the bullfight day in a cart. Ah, what a day it was. Flags were flying, bands were playing, and all the lovely ladies had flowers in their hair. They had a parade into the bull ring, and first came the banderillas with the long, sharp pins with the ribbons on them to stick in the bull and make him mad. Next came the picadors who rode skinny horses. They had long spears to stick in the bull and make him madder. Then came the matador. The proudest of all, he thought he was very handsome, and bowed to the ladies. 
He had a red cape and a sword and was supposed to stick the bull last of all. Then came the bull. And you know who that was, don't you? Ferdinand! They called him Ferdinand the Fierce, and all the Banderillos were afraid of him, and the Picadoras were afraid of him, and the Matador was scared stiff. Ferdinand ran to the middle of the ring, and everyone shouted and clapped, because they thought he was going to fight fiercely and butt and snort and stick his horns around, but no, not Ferdinand. When he got to the middle of the ring, he saw the flowers in all the lovely ladies' hair, and he just sat down quietly and smiled. He wouldn't fight and be fierce, no matter what they did. He just sat and smelled, and the banderillos were mad, and the picadors were madder, and the matador was so mad he cried, because he couldn't show off with his cape and sword. Hmm. So they had to take Ferdinand home. And for all I know, he is sitting there still, under his favorite cork tree, smelling the flowers just quietly. He is very happy. Now, that is the end of the story of Ferdinand, and I should add, if you're tempted to, go out and buy this little book that the pictures, the drawings by Robert Lawson are a great part of the charm of this book. They are uh, awesome. This copy is from Puffin Books, and there are little little winks and subtleties and nuances here you can see throughout the book. Uh, <laughs> the, the looks on the faces of all of these characters are to die for. Under the cork tree, yes, my mother said that the cork tree, it has little corks like the corks that go in wine bottles. My mother thought that indicated that Ferdinand uh, liked to drink wine. Uh, the uh, pictures of the ladies with all the flowers in their hair, uh, you see Ferdinand with a look of bliss on his face. Some of my friends tell me that that indicates that Ferdinand uh, was stoned all the time. Uh, the looks on his mother's face are some of my favorites. Uh, she, she, uh, she knows what she's doing. There's a wonderful picture of Ferdinand growing. Let's see. It's a tree with marks on it. One week, three months, Ferdinand. One year, Ferdinand. Two years. And at the top, there's a great huge vulture. I guess that indicates that at the end of his growth, he will, he will meet with uh, the inevitable end. Uh, the pictures of the bulls, the other little bulls running around and fighting are, are adorable. They look at the pictures, the uh, 
posters of the bullfights, and they're all, uh, what is it, celebrity mad. <coughs> the pictures of Ferdinand sitting under the tree, smelling the flowers, are something out of a Zen poem, I think. Uh, the butterflies uh, here, yes, so many butterflies, and then the picture of the bumblebee. Bumblebee seems to be looking out of the corner of his eye when he sees this big butt coming, and then there is the expression on Ferdinand's face. It's like he was goosed. My God, I don't know. He's flying up in the air, and he's doing this wild dance. That's when the uh, talent scouts take him away for the bullfight day in a cart, sitting in this wonderful little cart, uh, grinning, these wonderful sketches of the the town, the city, the ladies, uh, the flags flying. It's so charming. I've been to a couple of bullfights, and I do admit that it's quite a carnival, but then, of course, I had to see what happened in the bull ring, and uh, I, I think... There are not so many bullfights now. I don't know if there are any. We see the uh, the guys, the men, the uh, uh, matador and everyone parading around. It's what I call primate grandiosity. And then we see these poor, skinny, devastated horses. Uh, and then there's a wonderful picture of Ferdinand. There's a great, huge entrance uh, and it's the entrance into the bull ring, and just around the corner peeking is the tiny face of Ferdinand. Anyway, uh, the picture of him sitting down in the center of the bull ring, smiling, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to make a poster of that one of these days. Ah, I used to keep this book in my classroom, along with other things. Uh, you know, I had one copy of the Black Panther newspaper. When I was a schoolteacher, I found out uh, that under the law, we could keep one copy of anything in the classroom. But if we kept a you know, class set or more than one, then that was dictating curriculum. They got me on that once. I got a whole set of books, and I think they were uh, Richard Wright's uh, Black Boy Wright. They got me, said I was dictating curriculum. Oh, my, I digress. I'm looking here for the book that I thought was such a degradation it's called Ferdinand and the Bullies, a Walt Disney beginning reader. Oh, how could they? It's a fun to read library, and it's uh, the pictures in this in this hideous ripoff are uh, Disney figures. You know, Disney figures. Uh, oh, oh, they just. Talk about reductive. It says here, most bulls in Spain want to fight in the bull ring. Ferdinand did not. He liked to sit under his favorite cork tree. 
uh, smell of flowers, right? And, uh, oh, Lord. Men came to pick the best fighting bulls. The bulls bellowed. The bulls snorted. Uh, they wanted to be picked. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. And what it does tell you finally is that Ferdinand is motivated uh, to become a fighter. Uh, now, all the other bulls had gone off to the bull ring. And so there were some younger bulls left behind. And they wanted to be picked for the bull fights and uh they began to make fun of Ferdinand all day long you see they teased him they were bullies one young bull did not make jokes and that was uh Ferdinand's nephew Raymond Raymond liked his uncle uh anyway the uncle says why don't you act like the other bulls uh why do you let those bullies make fun of you and so on uh it's it's just too depressing. I can't read it. It just takes it just takes my top of my head off. It makes me so angry. Uh anyway, uh what happens in this story, of course, is that Ferdinand pulls himself together and uh <laughs> and uh gives the bullies what for. Yes, the true hero's journey. He just gets rid of those guys. He just destroys them. Never mind it. Never mind it. He got a concussion. Yes. Got a concussion and was nuts ever after. But never mind. I'm being silly. Uh, here's a thing where they, let's see, they wrap, they wrap Ferdinand up in vines and they do all these terrible things. And then he chews up the vines. I don't understand. Anyway, it's quite a job. Uh, for Ferdinand to attack these bulls on and on and on and on. Uh, something about putting ants in the grain and bellowing with rage. And then these awful bullies, they were all afraid. And the gist of it is, of course, that he kicked them out. And uh, he says, Uncle Ferdinand, that was great, he said with pride. Uh, okay, that's the, uh, the uncle, yes. Uh, he only uses, let's see, his strength. The young bullies just watched. And then, you see, we have this wonderful mentor, this uncle. He says, uh, Uncle Ferdinand, yes, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Yes, Uncle Ferdinand, he settled down. Anyway... Uh, I suppose if you like this book, you could say it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship in that Ferdinand does find a father figure, if it's only an uncle. Uh, you get what I mean? I, I can't I can't pretend to make excuses for this Walt Disney book. Uh, the fact that it's... Uh, the fact that this bull survives... Uh, uh, into the late 20th century with the help of Walt Disney uh, is so depressing to me. Uh, I'm being handed a note here. It says, don't forget that December marks the end of the 2015 tax year. That means you can get a tax deduction and help support KPFA at the same time. Okay. 
Okay, yes, please mention that on the air. Thanks for your support. Okay, folks, uh, <laughs> the world, the world is too much with me. Money, money, money. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I hope that, uh, I, I hope that those of you who sent in your, uh, sent in your subscriptions appreciate what we do here. I got a wonderful book in the mail when I walked in the door here today. And I want to tell you about it. I'll read from it pretty soon. But it's called When We Fight, We Win. And I want to give you just, well, I've got a minute, just give you the, uh, the, uh, let's see, com. This is terrific books, kind of book that makes me want to rush back into a classroom because most of the book is pictures. It's 21st century social movements and the activists that are transforming our world. People are always saying to me that we have no leaders like hell. We've got so many people working so hard. Makes me feel guilty. Anyway, uh, book is put together here by Greg... Jobin Leeds, founder of the Scott Foundation for Public Education. And there's just too many credits here. Look it up and you will see. He's the son of refugees who fled war. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't uh, cover all this. Uh, it's just, what is it? A mega picture book starting out with Frederick Douglass. If you are interested, check it out, www.thenewpress.com. 21st century social movements and the activists that are transforming our world. That's it. When We Fight, We Win. That's the name of the book. I'm sure they have some excerpts you can uh, download for your classes. Uh, there's a picture, opening picture of a woman... Uh, just hit me between the eyes. <laughs> Beautiful. It's art. I want to uh, get it. It's called, it's a big poster, Hands Up, Don't Shoot. And there's this gorgeous woman. I thought it was Viola Davis or something. But anyway, it's the colors, I think, that I like. The artist here, Agit Art, A-G-I-T, capital A-R-T-E, A-G-I-T-A-R-T-E, Agit Art. Don't miss it. Another thing I just wanted to take time to tell you. Uh, I was going to read you all this wonderful stuff about how they burned uh, the Ferdinand book in Germany. Uh, <laughs> but I guess I don't really have time. Tomorrow, Wednesday, there's an all-day community singing celebration. Now, that's the kind of thing that I like to go to. It's a community sing. Tomorrow, noon till midnight, you got that noon till midnight, at the First Congregational Church of Oakland, 2501 Harrison Street, across from Whole Foods. And all day, community singing celebration. You can come for a little while, you can come for a long time. It's just a, uh, come and enjoy yourself. Sing for your life. Sing out the old year and dream up the new one. In a non-stop community choral improvisation. It says here, no experience necessary. <laughs> anyway, it says if you want to be a volunteer, you can uh, 
get a hold of them. Uh, see the email address: email volunteer at circlesing.org. <clears throat> That's circles s i n g dot org. Maybe I'll have time to tell you the funniest story about Ferdinand next time. The book came out in 1936, and it knocked "Gone with the Wind" off the top of the bestseller list. I'm telling you, it's absolutely amazing what one children's book can do in this world. Uh, three million copies sold, and that was a while back. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back on the air next Tuesday. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Till then, go easy, and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Kevin Powell is coming to Oakland. One of the most loved hip hop political voices in this land. Kevin has profound words for all of us. His new book is the education of Kevin Powell, a boy's journey into manhood. Evansler calls it a raw, deeply painful account of a life born of poverty, racism, abandonment, and complicated love. As much about a mother as about her son. Unforgettable. Kevin Powell gives fresh testimony to the power of the soul to heal. He'll be at First Congregational Church in Oakland, 2501 Harrison, on Tuesday evening, January 26th at 7:30. There's free parking and wheelchair access at this KPFA benefit. Davey D will host. Advance tickets available at BrownPaperTickets.com and supportive bookstores.